Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people, and today is no exception. We have an amazing guest all the way from Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Welcome to the show, Arian Erkel. Yes, thank you, Victor. Good to be on your show. Great to have you here. Now, you're not from the world of real estate investing. You come from the world of medicine. And I think what we're going to talk about today is entrepreneurship. We'll unpack this a little bit for our listeners. But maybe before we get into that, let's get a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey, because I know you've got a fascinating story. Yes, I, I, I was working with Doctors Without Borders in, in, in Russia, in Chechnya, which is a border area with, with the Islamic uh, fighters. And then I was kidnapped for 20 months. So masked men with uniforms, Kalashnikovs, the people you know from ISIS, uh, they took me, they kidnapped me, they put me under the ground for, for, for 607 days. So I lost my freedom. I will tell you more about that later. But when I, I was released, of course, the word freedom got so much more meaning to me. And in daily life, we, we, we don't always take the freedom we have. Of course, we shouldn't always, but we can do everything we want. But sometimes we block ourselves from doing things we want to do. And I start to give lectures about freedom of mind, freedom of, of doing. And that's how it all started. Wow. That's a very short story. But if you have more questions, feel free. That's uh, I can only imagine. I mean, people are have experienced that in a micro sense in the past 18 months with the various lockdowns and feeling like their freedom's been taken away. But that's nothing in comparison to what you've experienced. No, true. true. I sometimes call it the extreme lockdown. Um, no, imagine I, I was sitting in the car trying to help refugees and then the car was blocked. I was there together with my driver, and then three guys with a gun walked towards the car. Uh, I didn't know what to do, so I stepped out with my hands up in the air to surrender, and then they beat me up completely. I thought they were really going to kill me. I tried to fight back, but I was always also a little bit scared, of course. No, not a little bit. I was scared that they would kill me. And then they dragged me into the car. They put a gun on my head here and a gun yeah, on the chest. And then I really thought, okay, uh, this is going to be a kidnapping. I'm thinking quite often in, in visual effects. I don't know if you remember Pulp Fiction where John Travolta by accident shoots the, the, the guy in the car. So I also thought, oh, I hope they've seen that movie because I didn't want to die by yeah, by an incident, of course. And then after a week, yeah, they, they, they handed me over to a group of real rebels. They were praying all day. Uh, they, they hated the West, so they hated me in the beginning. Of course, I hated them. But then uh, when they really locked me up, that was really misery. I, I didn't understand why this should happen to me. I, I, of course, I did some small bad things in my life, but I, I didn't deserve it. I was scared that I would be that my my throat would be cut off. Uh, I, I had to go to the toilet, for example, with two guys standing behind me, uh, reloading their Kalashnikov all the time. Yeah, lack of freedom. I, I, I couldn't shower when I wanted. I couldn't eat what I want. Uh, I was completely depending on their moods and also my organization mood did they want to pay or not that, that was the big question so yeah i learned it the, the hard way but i also learned that there there are always possibilities to yeah, improve your life to improve your situation and of course many people say that you shouldn't you should be in control of the situation and the situation shouldn't be in control of your, yourself and that's yeah what i slowly slowly figured out of course in the beginning it was scary uh, what can i do what can i not do uh, do I lose myself? Maybe you know about the Stockholm syndrome that you want to be friendly with the kidnappers. 
but yeah, I didn't want to become a Muslim. I didn't want to fight for free church. And so I told them that, which was quite scary, of course. But I think, yeah, you have to stand up for yourself and you sh shouldn't sell out yourself. So slowly, slowly, it, it improved my life. And this, this mindset I kept also after I was released. When people go through a traumatic experience, and I'm sure you, even as a medical doctor, uh, see this all the time in your own practice, people experience post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, it's also possible to experience post-traumatic growth. And it yes, sounds indeed. like you've experienced probably a bit of both. What stands out to me is the post-traumatic growth. Yeah, me too. L luckily, I, I, I'm one of the people yeah, that, that, that turns a bad situation into a growing situation. And even though this post-traumatic growth is not much more different than a, a program of growth anyway, only the, the, the powers from within are much stronger than with general people because they didn't have the pain, they didn't have the experience of surviving, they didn't have the experience of growing within the moment. But of course, it's still looking for opportunities. It's still looking at yourself. What can I change within? What can I change from the outside? But I remember that the power within is so much bigger because I learned to be patient, for example. I learned to be disciplined. I learned to be. I learned to focus. I learned to read people. Um, I, I surprised myself, the courage from within. So all these powers, I, I know that I have them from within. It doesn't mean I use them all the time, but at least when I'm down or when I see an opportunity, I can revive those powers, and which makes it easier to, to start. That's a big difference. Such a powerful story. So fast forward to today, you've undertaken a number of initiatives and become in many in many respects, an entrepreneur. And I, and I say that in the sense that if you take the root of the word entrepreneur, it comes from the, the French word entrée, which means to enter, to start something new. And that could be in the realm of business. And that's typically how we associate the word entrepreneurship. But it could frankly be in anything. Tell us what you, some of your initiatives. Yeah, it started very small with a book, for example. Um, when I when I came back, lots of publishers came to me and said, yeah, you have to write a book, you have to write a book. But I thought, yeah, I never wrote a book. Uh, why should I write a book? I, I didn't like writing. I, I didn't even like reading too much. But then I thought, okay, I will start with a ghostwriter. And then the ghostwriter, he, he wrote such a different book than I expected and that I deserve, deserved. So I thought I can do it better myself. And then I started... And it became really a bestseller. And even the publishers who was working with big Dutch literature people said, yeah, you're such an excellent writer. So now I wrote four books already. Wow. Um, and, and that's where it started. And then I thought, yeah, uh, I can start up a TV channel together with other people. So which, which I did in the beginning, it, it didn't become a big channel, but for four or five years it worked. Uh, it, it, it was called Good TV, like charity TV, because I came from a charity world. And lots of charity organizations want to share their message. So we got free content. And, and one of the cable uh, companies said, if you have more than 10 hours, we have a loop. And then you can start your channel. So which was cool. Because uh, who can say, yeah, you started the channel. And then, yeah, I started Free a Girl, which is a foundation uh, of freeing minor girls who are sexually uh, exploited in all over the world. So, so we, you know, we, we run programs now in, in India, Thailand, Iraq. After that, I did, I did some TV work. Of course, I did like TV work as a pre presentator. 
And what what is cool? We st- I'm also a little bit in real estate. I have some. <laughs> I bought some apartments which I, which I'm renting out, and yeah, you know it's a good business. It's not. I always say you have to have a big passive income. Yes, I think you agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and so, uh, what else did I do? I made a theater program. Um, again, it's it's not it's exactly what you say about the entree. Yeah? You, you think of something and you want to start it, but lots of people don't even start. Their dreams fail because they don't start. And what I learned from my experience is at least you should start. And if you fail, it's learn from it and, and, and just do it because it's so much fun to start new things. It's even more fun if, if you have the good result. But even if you don't have the good result, you, you have a new experience. Uh, you made new friends, most probably. You, you, you grew from within. We even had a small hotel. Also worked. We, we we wanted to start it as a as a uh, my, my wife. She's painting, and the whole house was full of all her painting stuff. And I was getting a bit sick and tired of it. So I thought I'll buy you a, a nice uh, how you call it this place where you like a workshop place, like a gallery or something like that. Yeah, gallery. So we we rented it, and then we came to the idea: why don't we make a gallery bed bed and breakfast? Because then people come to the to Rotterdam. It was quite hot. It was on the number ten of Lonely Planet and all these other uh, touristic um, websites. And then they can make a little impression of their stay. So we give them a small canvas with paint, and then they they, they start painting their uh, experiences. And that's how things grow in my mind. And again, I'm not a multimillionaire like Richard Branson or something. Or, uh, but but the idea of that normal people like me and you or anyone else can start things and do it instead of thinking, yeah, I should change my life. Uh, maybe when I'm 50, 57, I go to Italy and buy a bed and breakfast. Just start now. And, and you can always fall, but you can fall back to the basis you already uh, made for yourself. And I think most people are scared that they will fall down much lower. But but why would you fall much lower than the than than the level you are on already? So I think that's the basic. I, I love what you're saying, and let's maybe connect the dots for me and for our listeners. When you have an idea, how do you transition from the idea to actually putting it into motion? What are the things? that you look to pull together? What resources? Who do you enlist yeah. uh, to, to get something even moving one step at a time? I think you, you're right with this one step at a time. What I look, the first should be fun, really. The first for me. At least. Then then it should be profitable because yeah, otherwise I can, I can do other things. And then I start to, to look at myself. How much risk do I want to take? Like, like, like it can be money-wise, can be time-wise, can be losing your, your family-wise. Um, because yeah, not everyone supports change. Right? Because if you change, it means other people also have to change, and and that's most most of the time also very scary. And and we forget that point because so and, and then I start like okay, where can I rent a place? Uh, who can who can build it up? Uh, who can build the website? Yeah, maybe if the website doesn't work, you make it on Airbnb, and and you find out the way. For example, this was with the with the with, with the Airbnb with the theater. You you no. Nah, I have a nice story about my kidnapping. Uh, I liked music a lot when I was young, but during my kidnapping, I, I used music to stay positive. So all the childhood memories from Dutch bands, but also like Tom Jones, Green Green Grass of Home, with Johnny Cash, with uh, all the prison songs, that, that kept me going during during my kidnapping. And even there's one Dutch song, it's about two bikers who get an accident and they never bike again or they never drive fast. And it's it's, it's it, I will sing it for you. It goes... 
Ze gingen oe, 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 feel better also and and i thought yeah i want to make contact with the band and i want to play with them so which i did after my kidnapping and, and i played on the biggest festival together with them i was singing green green grass of home from tom jones because yeah i, I was longing for my yeah for my family i was longing to see my house and and then i thought yeah it should be cool to make a theater show out of it and yeah but do you know about theater no i i don't even like to go to the theater myself but yeah it should be such a nice story together with music and this band and then we go all over the yeah all to see all the theaters and i managed we did 40 theaters in in, in the netherlands and even the two biggest one where all artists want to play like one in rotterdam and one in amsterdam and for a person who didn't go to theater school and never thought about theater, yeah, I managed. And I have to admit, it was not 100% sold out, but it was a good crowd. And, and yeah, it, it was fun. So, yeah, where do you start with an idea that really gives you power, gives you energy? And what, what for me, that, that at least other people also can enjoy because they can enjoy it. Like, like the better breakfast with the foundation other people enjoy because they get their liberty back the book people can read so that that's how it works for me i love that tell us a little bit more about your work combating human trafficking yeah so human trafficking is, is really a big problem all over the world it, it's, it's getting bigger and bigger and what we do is really sending out people into the yeah nowadays there's not so many brothels anymore because of corona but in, in the old days in india you have all this very old cheap ugly dirty places where, where they keep yeah, children yeah when i found out that they did these kind of things i felt connected because i was also in in, in a room for one and a half year i couldn't get out luckily i was never touched uh, and then i thought yeah I, they also want to go back to their family they also want to see their mothers uh, i remember when i landed i saw my mother on the t- tarmac and, and the biggest hug of my life i received at that moment and the smile of her face i will never forget and then i thought yeah i want to do that as well so yeah we, we found local partner organizations in india in the beginning that's the first project in 2008 uh, the, the organization is called free a girl so it's yeah quite simple and what what we do different than the rest is that we really free girls because lo- most organizations they wait until the yeah the girls are freed and then they, they put them in houses they give them all kind of yeah facilities but they don't go out to get them and nowadays it's more in hotels it's also online so we we, we uh, set up a new online program to to spy on people and since 2008 we, we freed more than 5000 children and give them a second chance and, and that's what, what's so great and even in on the border on nepal between india we uh, prevent girls from being kidnapped because we check all the, uh, the buses that cross the border and there's so many girls sitting next to guys that they don't even know or that they don't belong to each other so so we interview the, those two people like who are you where are you going to uh, since when do you know each other and then you can already prevent very many nepali girls from being kidnapped wow Wow, such a powerful story. Well, Ariane, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, if they want to contribute to your mission, what's the best way? Yeah, the best way for Free a Girl is freeagirl.org. And that there's many ways to donate, uh, but also setting up new programs. Uh, all, all, yeah, all people are needed because it's such a big fight. It's even bigger nowadays than the, the narcotic business. So you can imagine how, how big it is. 
and 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 it's just it's just so unfair. A small child should play outside, should be with their family, and it shouldn't be uh, molested. Wow, Ariane, wow, such a powerful story, and wow, just wow. Mm-hmm. Love to keep in touch. Uh, I know we've got some mutual friends that we're going to be connecting with further and um, love to continue the conversation. For the listeners at home, definitely check out Ariane at freeagirl.org. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.